Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I will say this to start off the show. If you say the word rain one time, <laughs> I will come over and kick you right in your pills. Uh, I was thinking about it because just the way, the direction the rain fell. You said it. Yesterday. I'll kick you in your pills. Right. You said the word rain. I thought you turned my mic off. Actually, I heard, no. heard a button click. Um, there, now I did. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, the way it was falling yesterday, I think, is not the good one for your house and basement. Well, here's what happened at the Venn Ranch yesterday. Funny enough, with all that rain, not a drop into the crawl space. Really? I mean, we did have some, but it went into our MacGyvered buckets, so that was fine. Gotcha. Somehow, some way, some reason, the laundry room flooded, uh, which is all tiled. Okay. So we spent last night scraping up tile and me lugging boxes of it into the garage, which I have since wrenched the poop out of my back, and I am ready to kill somebody. Scraping up the tile? Why? Does the water just sit on the tile? No, it's under the tile. It's getting under it. Oh. Which you can't have because it'll go moldy. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to burn this dump to the ground. On the bright side, you discovered where the laundry room was. Yeah, I saw it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's actually not a laundry room. It's a storage unit. Gotcha. Because it turns out everything my father ever owned is stacked up in there now, which I then had to move to get to the wet tiles, which was another conversation we had last night. Yes. Because we we can't throw anything out ever. Mm-hmm. There is a house across the street from me. They knew people just bought it. They have had three dumpsters in their driveway just gutting the place. Yeah. I, it's like a wet dream to me. I sit there staring at this thing. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've told Maria, I am ordering dumpsters. Right. And it is all gone. Yeah. We need none of it. Do you know when you think about all the poop that's in your house, like the litany of crap, you need none of it. Well, I mean... The great example is just look at the amount of storage units yeah. that are popping up everywhere and massive facilities. We are paying a lot to store extra stuff. People can build castles in the sky. I can't find one jerk to solve my leak problem. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what I did. What, 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 I, I, I've been so kind and generous through my life. Yeah, I bet you have. What has brought this upon <laughs> me? Nothing to do with karma. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's this one. I, I, I can't figure out how, where is it? Like, I know I've seen in the past when it rains really hard and for that long, it starts in one co- corner of the crawl space and it moves its way across because uh, the outside of my house until because we're a back split until the uh, foundation part goes up higher to the brick elevation. Right. That's when it stops coming in at that point. And then I I, I have had it leak into the crawl space because that's kind of where the uh, elevation of the foundation is. But this rain just went right into the laundry room. So I have no we, we cannot see where it's coming in. Yeah. I mean, you can't see where it's coming in because it's a storage unit down there. Yeah. So when you have 10,000 years of crap piled up in there. 
leaks are always so so difficult. We've dealt with them at the at the cottage. We've dealt with them at our house, and then it's you just to pinpoint the one spot because you know the water travels around mm-hmm. and, and finds its way in. To pinpoint the one spot where it's coming through is so bloody difficult. And I know at the cottage we we had an issue because we have a sunroom there, which is all windowed. So knowing which you know part of the window that it's leaking through, but underneath it, when they pulled the siding off, uh, this was years ago. It looked like a fire had happened. Mm. Like that's the the damage it had caused, just eating away at the wood and the mold. There was nuts. Your comment of sunroom and cottages is not helping right now, (laughs) Mr. Perfect. Trailer dropped yesterday for a new show called Couple to Thruple. It's a new dating show where couples decide whether or not to add a third member to their relationship. Oh, my goodness. I do not get it at all. And either way, look, even if the lovely Maria said one day, I want to bring another woman into the bedroom with us. I'd still say no, because I just know this would end up bad for me. Uh, Dudes, us us idiots, we think, two women? Right. Four boobs? Two vaginas? How could this go wrong? (laughs) Yeah. I I would now disappoint four boobs and two vaginas. Uh They'd end up taking care of each other, and I'd sit there reading a book. (laughs) And, of course, you don't want another dude in there. Right. You know. No. No, and, and even with the two women, and the, especially if the, the wife asks you afterwards, you know, did you enjoy it? Because hmm. now you got a whole dilemma on your hands. Yes. <laughs> right. How do you how do you respond? You have to kind of act like you're not really enjoying the other woman. Hmm, let me think about this now. I've had the same scrambled eggs for 20 years. Now I've been served eggs benedict. Uh-huh. But I got to act like I'm not really enjoying it. No, I like my old scrambled eggs. My good old soggy scrambled eggs. <laughs> mm, another plate, please. Yes. Yeah, no. I, I, listen, if you're in a thruple and you'd like to share with us the experience of being in a throuple, we would love to hear about right. it. Right. Well, I, I suspect much like gambling, you're not going to hear the bad stories. Right. The, the losses. No, you're, they'll you're talk about the, the victories. That <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the draw of watching this show. Yeah, right. Is that people would be who've thought about it or <laughs> thought about how bad it could go want to see that happen for someone else? Uh, the show touts itself as a, so, a social experiment or a journey. Of course, we just all know it'll be a, an opportunity, an excuse to watch uh, trios of. Unknown configurations hopping onto bed together. Mm-hmm. It does promise three times the fun, the feelings, and drama. I don't think I'm going to bother with that show. Right. Here's a show I have been uh, watching, uh, the reboot of Frasier, Frasier which I, I thought was going to be terrible, and it's not great, but it's not bad. Okay. And uh, as soon as it... Um, as soon as it uh, was announced that it was going to be uh, shot back in Boston, that Fraser leaves uh, Seattle and gives up the uh, radio show there and goes back to Boston, I thought, well, for sure, this is going to be an opportunity to bring a lot of the Cheers cast along. Oh. Um, and Lilith did show up already in season one, his ex-wife. 
But Roz, who was her his producer in Seattle, she also showed up in Boston. Right. And now he claims he wants Shelley Long, Diane, to come oh. back. Oh. He'd like to, uh, he says, end up with a nice thing between them. Put something to bed. Yeah, I guess he got opportunity, right? Because, you know, uh, Sam Malone would still, still be around, mm-hmm. Ted Danson. Yeah. Got Woody. All of the cast is still upright. Oh, except for... Um, What's her name? Rhea Perlman? Uh, no, she's still alive. Yeah. The woman who took over after Diane, uh, Diane, uh, Long, or Shelly Long, uh, left. What was her name? She was in, uh, long dark hair. The hell was her name? She's Scientologist. Oh, right, right, right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Christy, Christy Alley. Yes. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Yeah. She's the only one I think that's passed away that was on that show. Anyhow, we'll see what happens there. And oh, back to game shows. Uh, there's a new one that starts up tonight on Fox. Anthony Anthony Anderson hosts this. It's a game show. Three contestants perform with their hidden famous relatives, and the audience has to guess the celebrity. Okay. I don't know what they're going to perform or how any of it's going to work, but I'd watch that. Uh, check that I, I just looked. I looked it up. It, it's um, from the producers of The Masked Singer, so it would be a singing thing. Oh, okay. And it's Anthony Anderson, and he's got his mom on set with him, too. No, oh, okay. He, I guess, took this uh, gig over from Jamie Foxx. It was supposed to be Jamie Foxx hosting it, mm. but uh, with his health issues over the mm-hmm. last couple of years, I guess Anthony Anderson... Who I like, by the way. He's a funny guy. He is very good. Blackish was a, a terrific sitcom. And, uh, yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's very funny. So that's on tonight at nine o'clock. And a 50 year old woman named Tara Lee Patrick decided she was going to legally change her name. Now, I don't know why it took her this long to do this, but she's finally done it because Tara Lee Patrick is Carmen Electra. Oh, well, all right. I don't I think mean, I. Ever thought her name was actually Carmen Electra, but I don't know that if I never ever knew what it actually was. Anytime I looked at Carmen Electra, the last thing I was thinking about was her name. <laughs> <laughs> if you could think right now, what's in your, uh, if you could think about what's in your glove box in your car right now, would you have any of these items? There's a mechanic who says these are the things everyone should have in their glove compartment. Um, for safety, you should have a flashlight. You should have your vehicle's manual. You should have tire pressure gauge. You should have a mini first aid kit, pen and paper. How old fashioned, right? Um, a, a multi tool, something like a Swiss Army knife, right? Spare fuses. It's good to have the backups in case one blows while on the road. I can tell you what's in my glove box: gum. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a pen. Maybe I got the pen. I think I got the pen. I usually have uh, a couple of uh, plastic forks and knives. Yeah. Some cutlery from, from takeout. You never know when some french fries could bust you out. never know, and I want to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> they also say, he also says this mechanic, you should have proof of insurance and registration. Now, we have had this debate at the Venn Ranch uh, many a time because I do keep the registration, the ownership, and the insurance in the glove box. And Maria hates it being in the glove box because she always thinks, well, if the car gets broken into somewhere, like in a plaza, right. then, then they'll know your address. And I say, look at the cars we drive. <laughs> <laughs> They're not coming to our house. So where would you keep it then? Because you have to show it when, if you were to be well, stopped or pulled her, over. She'd keep it in her purse, and she'd prefer I keep it in my wallet. I right. Guess. But I, I don't. I just leave it in the glove box. Uh, I get it.
Yeah, I, 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 I guess we've like always kept copies of it mm. in the glove box, insurance and, and paperwork. Um, I usually have a flashlight in there. Uh, I remember years ago they said you should put a candle, like a small candle. Right. Uh, have that in your car, right? Because that happened when someone got snowed in around Sarnia and they th- and and died in the car. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, you could heat the car with a candle enough to stay alive overnight. If you look into any of the uh, compartments in our cars, mostly the one Maria drives. If you look at like you got that middle thing that lifts up, and yeah. It is just rammed constantly with food wrappers. Oh. Uh, she can't seem to make them to the garbage. Yeah. Drives me insane. Guilty of throwing, like, for me, it's like the plastic water bottles. And they end up in, like, the back seat on the floor because uh, I need to put a new one in and <laughs> just throw it back there. <laughs> oh, and, then, yeah. and then clean it all out at some point. I've I've seen, we park beside each other. I, I've seen inside your car. Right. You're a bit of a hoarder going on in there. Uh, I, I, a lot of golf stuff ends up in there. Um, usually some papers or paperwork. In the glove compartment, there's usually uh, lottery tickets <laughs> <laughs> and some sometimes expired lottery tickets yeah. that I don't want to check just in case I want it and left it. Um, and, uh, and, and I think right now there's probably a Christmas card that I forgot to give. <laughs> Does it have an LCBO card in it? No, 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 oh. no. Just just the card because I tend to buy those ahead. You buy Christmas cards still. Uh, well, I'll give one to Adrian. Like, they don't buy them for everyone. Oh, you buy your wife? Oh, aren't but, you, aren't you generous? Uh, that's right. <laughs> she gets a yeah. card. Well, I need something to stuff the lottery tickets in. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it's funny this Christmas, we didn't get many cards. Got a couple. We never send them to anybody. And I'm, uh, I always find it interesting that we're still on the list of anybody right. to send us cards. We still get like the family photo Christmas thing. We got a few. But but and I get it w- when your kids are like young. But we have one uh, couple with kids who are now well certainly in university and they still gather for that photo and send it out. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you why. Because we at one point were the family doing that until um I think we just gave it up. Um and we we started sending an email at one point. I've had other people's, people do that. But I'll tell you why you still get that. It's because somewhere in that person's family mm. were some older relatives who told them they love this Christmas card and mm. they look forward to it. Uh, or distant relatives who said that. Uh, and so they've kept it up. And you're getting it because they feel guilty cutting you from the list. <laughs> well, they can cut me. <laughs> Please, I'll come over and do the cut myself. And I mean, that costs a couple of bucks. Yeah, well, I'm sure. The stamp is a dollar. Yeah. Change. Yeah, and it, but it's, it, you know, there's just this, it's kind of like the phony uh, Facebook photos. Right. I know they're not that happy. No. no. I know and it. In the moment of taking the picture, they're not that happy. Because, no. again, I've been that guy. You can see the pain in their face. Right. And I know that there's no happiness in that house. Because it's usually happening around, like, December 4th. And it's got to be in the mail by the 10th. Yeah. And you're scrambling to get this done. Everybody get on the same color PJs and oh. let's smile. Yeah. And uh and then can you get the dog facing the right direction and all sorts of crap? <laughs> all of this yeah. 
Just so, to send this greeting card. So how many years did you guys, I guess, like, did you do it prior to kids or just when no, the kids No, no. Well, who wants to see me prior to kids? <laughs> Basically. And at one point, we I stopped being in it. We just took pictures <laughs> of the kids. Because <laughs> that's really all they wanted to see. Yeah. So how long ago did you give it up? Um, the actual Christmas card one, I think probably four or five years the ago. The Christmas photo? Right. Yeah. But then what we do now is, like, we... We have some of the, like, calendars. And mm. so we put, Adrian will put a bunch of photos in the calendars. We'll give that to the, the ants that, that appreciated the photos. Yeah, see, I, I look at things just completely different. Like with family members that I never seen or speak to, why the effort? And, and the people that I truly love and care for, I see over the holidays anyhow. Right. Well, I mean, I, I get the odd, uh, Christmas card, and we get some delivered to us here at the radio station from listeners and people mm-hmm. that we've run into. And I and I appreciate the sentiment. Mm. Um, you know, would I miss it had there been none? Probably not. Mm. Um, <laughs> would I feel rejected if I've gotten one from one person all these years and then they stopped? Uh, it would be a little. I I would probably think about it for a second, but yeah, I don't I- think I would I would stew on it. Um, but I mean, for many, especially with the older relatives or overseas, they still want to see updates because that's the only update they get. Mm. <laughs> really? Is that person still alive? Now look at your own kids, right? Whoever you got overseas, <laughs> de- deal with it. Leave, leave us alone. Well, the uh, war between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel continues. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has now responded to what Jimmy Kimmel had to say. And in a shocking turn of events, what his uh, comments did not include was an apology. Aaron is now claiming he never called Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. And I guess technically he's right. He didn't out and out say Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile, but he alluded to that by saying he was on this Jeffrey Epstein list. (laughs) Right. And that he'd be happy to see him on the list. Which was such a strange comment. Here's Aaron discussing what Jimmy said about him the night before on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Live show. Unprompted, he comes out and says that I'm an overly concussed wacko. In my opinion, it seemed like because I believe that there was a list and that there were names on that. We fast forward to this last week. I'm quoting myself here. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. End quote. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero concrete evidence. It, that's ridiculous. I won't accuse you, but I will allude yeah, to you being exactly. a result of it. To be honest, I, I disagree with the first word he said, which is unprompted. Mm. Right, he was prompted. He was defending himself. Right, yeah, <laughs> and he was doing it uh, in the way that Jimmy Kimmel does it, which is with comedy. Yeah, and then he goes on to say basically that he doesn't care at all what Jimmy Kimmel thinks of him or says about him. I'm glad that Jimmy is not on the list. I really am. I don't think uh, he's the p-word. It's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of has worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I don't give a what he says about me. But as long as he understands what I actually said, that I'm not accusing him of being on a list, then I'm all for moving forward. You totally accused him of being on a list. <laughs> you didn't accuse him of being on the list. You just hoped that he was. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's it's just bizarre. Perhaps maybe a couple more semesters would have helped out. And look, 
there are many people who are going to show up on that list, and nobody wants their name on that list. But just because names show up on a list doesn't mean you're a pedophile. First of all, Jeffrey Epstein was a very wealthy, connected man. Mm. Was he a scumbag of the highest order? Of course he was. Him and Giselle, whatever her name is. They were both... Ghislaine. Ghislaine, right. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible human beings. But in his lifetime, he would have associated with a lot of people. Right. And it, had you known Jeffrey, had any of us known Jeffrey Epstein for just the businessman and the financial guy, and he said, hey, why don't you hop on my private jet and come down to my island? Who's saying no to that? Right. If you don't, of course, know about all the other stuff. Right. So, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel could have well, very well been on that list. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, and there are some with closer association to that, obviously, where yeah. it wasn't just going down to the island. It was going down to the island and knowing you know, so well a 13 year old is massaging you. Yeah. So there, there are, there are some that were certainly and should be exposed mm-hmm. on that list, regardless of their politics. It, it has nothing to do with that, but there are, yeah, you're right. And then that's why, you know, names like Trump are associated with him because he hung out with him. Right. Now, did he distance himself from him later? Yes, he did. Yeah. But was he associated at one point? Yes. They ran around and New so York together. Clinton. Yes. Right? They ran around New York together all the time. Yeah. That's Those are the people, if you are of a certain level of success, these are the type of people in a town like Manhattan that you're going to run around with. Right. And is there video of Trump and Epstein laughing and joking with no audio? You just see them and and commenting, you are to assume, of young girls on a dance floor. Okay, again, it now looks completely seedy and dirty, but it's all taken out of context because... Any one of us could be accused of gabbing with our buddy and staring at girls on a dance floor, right? Right. So even Trump doing that with him, as much as I dislike Trump for a lot of reasons, you even have to take that video and go, okay, well, hold on a second. Just because he was seen with Epstein commenting about women doesn't make him this, that, or the other thing. He's not guilty of anything. No, no. And the problem, too, is it's all so left and right. You know, it's like COVID, like how that all became so political. If you were for the vaccine, you were a far left lunatic. If you were against the vaccine, you were a far right lunatic. It's okay to say I don't want a vaccine. It doesn't have to be political, but it just became that, Mm. you know, and this is much the same thing. If you knew Jeffrey Epstein, you're a far left leaning pedophile. If you didn't know him, you're a far right. It's it's also crazy. Aaron just keep throwing footballs. <laughs> well, or fumbling on yeah. and off the field. <laughs> uh, there's a, a Toronto woman who has uh, set a, a Guinness Book of World Records. Now, she's actually got two great things going on in her life. One, this uh, this record she set. And two, her name. Okay. Her name is Lulu Lotus. Right. How great of a handle is Lulu Lotus? Mm. I like it. Now, uh, again, congratulations to this woman for the record she set, although it can't be fun sleeping next to her when she's got a cold because this woman set a 44-decibel nose whistle. Oh. Yes. Uh, according to Guinness, that's as loud as some bird calls. <laughs> 44.1 decibels. 
To break it, she needed special equipment that costs a lot of dough, and she went to a place that specializes in precision sound recording. This happened in 2022, but she just recently found out it's official, and Guinness just did a big write-up. So does it happen naturally? Like she just... Her nose whistles on a regular basis? No, I, she says. Or is this something she can do on command? She can do it intentionally. Uh, and she can even whistle songs, she says. Really? She's not totally sure how, but she says it has something to do with controlling the muscles in her throat. She realized she can do it when she was seven and had, and has had to, uh, and has to have her mouth closed for it to work. So she used it to prank her teachers while in school. Her five-year-old son just found out he can do it, too. She says it would be great if he broke her record someday. The father father and husband in their lives must be incredibly happy with this. Oh, the pride. Here's how uh, Lulu Lotus sounds. Okay. That is impressive. I mean, I can't whistle normally. No, no. And that whole, like, shoving your fingers in your mouth to make that really loud whistle can't thing. Can't do it. I, I still have no idea how that's done. Yeah. And again, her husband is probably like, I don't know, could you get a job? <laughs> is this... <laughs> Great, great. You can whistle out your nose. Great. Where's our car payment coming from? I can talk out of my ass. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.